The Coach of the Year Award is a market that historically sportsbooks do not have a tight grasp on, leaving plenty of opportunity for betters. Today, we look into the Coach of the Year market and we decide who we like, who we don't like, and the criteria for winning the award. Find out that and more on today's episode. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress right here on the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. Guys, before we get started today, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook and available to bettors in Ontario. Find out what the best bettors have known for decades. Pinnacle is where the best bettors play. Must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, today we're joined, joined alongside Jeff Feinberg from the Mayo Media Network and Odds Checker. Today we're looking at the Coach of the Year market. We're looking at another narrative-driven uh, market, and we're, we're looking at the we're going to look at the field, who we like, who we don't like, and we're going to kind of outline the award and look at some past winners and see what it kind of takes for a coach to win this award, right? So this award, like you mentioned, Jeff, before we start recording, it's actually a narrower field than you would see as to other. Uh, awards, right? The, the highest price is around 50 to one. So why don't you outline what you think the biggest thing a coach needs to do to win the award is and uh, talk a little bit about the narrower field, how that might affect things. Well, unfortunately, this again, like a lot of awards and hey, they don't bring on the guys who build models to talk about coach <laughs> of the year and narrative street that we're going to do here for the next six, seven minutes. Uh, but it's an award that for whatever reason, the writers and we sort of see it and we've all sort of realized it. you're being uh, they sort of reward the guy that they feel did the most with the least, not necessarily the best coach of the year. It's not like Bill Belichick has a mantle full of these or the modern Maven, uh, you know, like Kyle Shanahan. He's not sitting with any, but it's the guy that we expected the least from that seems to do uh, the most with it. And that seems to be who wins the award year in, year out. But that's never who they have favored to win these awards. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I think uh, you were talking earlier, maybe we should just rename this award the Biggest Overachiever Award. I don't know, maybe it's more accurate with the, how they vote. Um, but right now, if we're looking at the board, uh, Dan Campbell, Sean Payton, Arthur Smith, and Matt Eberflus are the current favorites to win the award. And as you said, they don't do a good job pricing the favorites uh, going into the year. So why don't you tell us why you think those guys are are not likely to win what's your bear case for them well the fact of the matter is historically the books have been absolutely horrendous at 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 building the top of the market setting the top of the market i should say brandon staley was once a a a favorite for this award freddie kitchens you remember him he was a favorite for this award so with that being said, if if we've seen the book struggle to to price the top of the market historically, doesn't that intrinsically create value somewhere else in this market? And us as football fans have to try to find it. We have Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith here. Everyone and their mother is picking these teams to be really good. They no longer fit the narrative, goddammit. If Dan Campbell if the lions too much is expected of them he missed his chance last year that's when they overachieved they have to essentially go to the nfc title game for him in my opinion to win this award it doesn't really make any sense arthur smith as well the falcons are being expected to win i like to bet outright golf a lot 
with the most frustrating thing that can happen when betting outright golf is having this like guy you really like, you think he's on the come up, he's 80 to one, you bet him and he finishes third place. Well, what happens? I didn't bet him to finish top five. I bet him to win. He finished third. Well, next week, his odds are like 33 to one. So I didn't make any money and his number's been slashed. That's exactly how I would look at Dan Campbell and Arthur Smith here. That's a great example. And I, I mean, like we saw like Dan Campbell completely outperformed last year. And if you were, if you tuned into this channel last year and you were an early on subscriber, you saw that Jeff actually won our back to the future show, our future show against uh, Tim uh, by picking Brian Dable. I think it was week 15 uh, to win coach of the year when everyone had Dan Campbell still winning that award. Right. So, I mean, like you said, their pricing is way off with this kind of stuff. So go ahead. And I would say like with the favorites, the only favorite that actually fits the narrative is Sean Payton. Let's be real. The Broncos were a train wreck and he's even thrown public gasoline on that by, by letting everyone know what a clown show it was. He's taken the politics angle, like letting people know how big of a mess the guy who was last in office left him. Maybe that works, uh, but of the chalk, He's the only guy that actually fits the narrative of there's a chance to do a lot with a team that didn't do so much. Yeah, he might fall into the camp, though, of those coaches who we already know are really good. And yeah. and he just like, listen, he, he'll just be an afterthought when we mention some other guys that you like who may overperform or overachieve, like we mentioned earlier, which this award seems to uh, reward here. So uh Moving off from the current favorites, let's talk about your favorites, right? So right now, we talked a little bit beforehand. You gave me five guys that you really like for the award. So let's let's build a case for each of them, starting with Kyle Shanahan on the Niners. His current win total over at Pinnacle for the Niners, 11.5, juiced over minus 175. Team is expected to win a lot. Mike McDaniel, Dolphins, juiced 9.5 over minus 113. Frank Reich and the Panthers, their win total is 7.5, juiced over minus 131. Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, 10.5 wins, juiced over minus 179 and Pete Carroll and the Seahawks their win total is at eight and a half minus 164 obviously juiced towards uh the over there so who of these guys like who do you like to win like can you build a case kind of for Shanahan Carroll McDaniel just build a case for all of them like what, what are your thoughts on them okay so I clearly am not betting five guys in this of market maybe yeah. I'll find my way to one or two but in, in trying to flip the narrative and like, maybe they'll actually give it to a coach we know is great for once. Kyle Shanahan flirting with 30 to one at a lot of books for this award is kind of crazy in some respects. Let's say he actually wins with Sam Darnold this year or repeats what happened last year with Brock Purdy and they play to their ceiling. It might not matter what a coach that had very little does. We have two guys from the Shanahan tree and McDaniel, who I like, because there's already a narrative about him and there's still questions around the Dolphins that if he gets them over the hump in a tough, tough conference and specifically division, it just sets up perfectly. But also D'Amico Ryan's not looking to bet him, but my point being, we have two Shanahan disciples lower than him. We all know Shanahan's still a better coach than both. I like both of them, though. I like anyone from the Shanahan tree. Uh, so that's the narrative on like a coach who's been really good that maybe the award kind of pivots. They actually just want to give it to who I think might be the best coach in football. On the other hand, there's Frank Wright, who I've seen as high as 25 to one, as low as like 16 to one. Frank Wright, that win total you mentioned is seven and a half. People already don't think they're going to be a doormat. 
They clear that win total. He has a rookie quarterback play well. I love Frank Wright for this offense. I think he's a really good coach. Josh McCowan is there. I think he's a great coach. They signed some veterans that I don't really love the signings, Sanders and Thielen, but it's to make sure they don't bottom out this year. They don't even have their first round pick. I just think Narrative Street, my favorite pick for Narrative Street for how this thing's been handed out before would be Frank Wright. A lot of people also think Indianapolis could have a big year. Nick Sirianni is a, look what he did with Jalen Hurts. Look what he did with Justin Herbert as a rookie. There's already a lot of like underground hype for this guy being like a truly potentially uh, guy that finds his way into the highly respected coaching sphere. Well, if he starts out like a lightning, you know, like a bat out of hell, I think he could, he fits this narrative perfectly. There's already a lot of hype around the Colts being under, under the radar good. So if they're giving it to a great coach, I like McDaniels, but if I'm trying to pick the narrative, it's Reich and it is, and it is, um, and Sirianni. Yeah, I like that. And again, like you said, Sirianni has been, uh, he had a really good year last year, but with a t- we all know how easy the schedule was tougher schedule this year. Uh, maybe they, maybe they can do better. And if they do a lot better than last year, I could definitely see him, uh, honing in on this award. And again, Frank Reich, he just he literally just got fired, got fired from the Colts is now with the Panthers. Right. So, uh, like you said, the, the sharps have him at around seven and a half, the sharp book, seven and a half win totals. So no one is expecting them to do well. If they make the playoffs, I think Frank Reich could potentially be a shoe in here. I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. and that's actually, as we've talked through it, it might've developed as my favorite one. Because it's a it's a bad NFC, there might be a wild card spot available in the way that even if Indy outperforms, it just might not be there. Beautiful. All right, Pete well, Carroll. Can I just say, like Dan Campbell's nine to one, Carroll's twenty five. Like that doesn't really make sense with what they started with a year ago. Like we're just like people are so in love with Campbell. I, I think it's a flaw at the top of the market. I respect Dan Campbell too. He is fun, but there's a flaw at the top of the market here, in my opinion. Very fair. Very fair. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in to our coach of the year market review, or should I call it overachiever market review? Anyways, uh, thanks so much for tuning in guys. Before we go, remember to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button and hit that notification bell to be the first to be notified when these videos go out. So you can get a jump on the market for Jeff Feinberg. I'm producer Jason signing off. This has been forward progress right here on the hammer betting. Network.